Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks for that intro, Mr. Lynn Rollins, a broadcaster of uh, some of the games for the College World Series champion, LSU Tigers. Boy, what a team they had. Congratulations to the LSU Tigers on winning the World Series. Great uh, series against Florida. Some of the best games I've ever seen. Well, here we are. It's 4th of July. we got our 4th of July fishing edition for you. Hope fishing is part of your plans to celebrate the 4th. Want to wish good luck to all of you listening down in Fushan that are going to be participating in the 73rd annual Golden Meadow Fushan Tarpon Rodeo. We had Mike Calle on a couple weeks ago to talk about it, and here's what the schedule looks like. Uh, they're going to open up the weigh scales uh, this afternoon at 1 o'clock, and then from 4 to 7, they got boiled shrimp dinners will be served. They'll shut the scales down between 4 and 5 o'clock, and then have a live auction at 6, and all the award winners will get their awards presented at 7 p.m. tonight. There will be raffles and door prizes. i uh, got a, a, a band, Shorts in December is the name of the band. They'll be performing live music, and then it all shuts down at midnight tonight. One of the best, the Fushan Tarpon Rodeo. And by the way, it's in the brand-new pavilion. If you haven't seen it on a future edition of Bayou Wild TV, we're going to be showing and showcasing it. This is the first event that's been held in it. So good luck to all of those participating. you got some good weather for fishing, except for the heat, and we'll get to that in a minute. Also going to have some live real-time reports for freshwater and saltwater fishing from our pro staffers. We also welcome your reports. You can share your latest report, your experiences, your catches, and where you caught them and how you did it. You can text us at 504-260-1870. That along with any comments and questions. Well, the 4th of July, uh, Alabama wanted to make sure that its fishermen knew because red snapper is such an important species there. It will be open for fishing, and we'll get to uh, some more Alabama news and answer the question, what do Alabama and Louisiana share in common? Well, (laughs) the, the short answer is turkey hunters who lie. We'll talk more about that. Another question, can you hunt rabbits in June with a night at night with a light? On a public roadway? No, no, and no, as this morning's bad boys of the outdoors discovered. We're going to tell you their story. And there's some important issues dealing with speckled trout, redfish limits, uh, whether or not to permit bow fishermen. This will be discussed at this week's upcoming Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting. We'll tell you what's being considered, and then next week we'll have any results of any actions that are taken. We possibly have a new record fish caught in Louisiana. 
Talked to Robbie Campo about that. If you checked out my Facebook page uh, yesterday or this morning, you will see a picture of it and the happy angler who caught it. All right, looking at that coastal marine forecast, if you are headed out, yeah, it's going to be hot. We are definitely in a heat dome, and uh, those heat indices are going to be over 100. So take all the precautions. Also, don't forget this is Operation Dry Water Weekend. Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement will be out there monitoring boating. A lot of people are going to be out on the water. And what a day it's going to be if you're fishing offshore for some of those snapper or tuna or swordfish. We've got south winds at only five knots, about a one-foot sea. That's also going to continue through tomorrow. On the interior, we've got some strange wind forecast. They're calling for a west and easterly wind. I guess that's variable, but very light at five knots. Tomorrow, southwest to southeast, five to ten with a light chop. Plenty of tide, 1.7. Mississippi River, the bottom is falling out. There's green salt water in there. We'll be talking to Ryan Lambert. <coughs> excuse me, Ryan Lambert, more about that a little bit later on. Very unusual to have a river stage around two foot or just a little better in the month of June and now July. Well, welcome aboard. Thanks for tuning in as you do every week, 5 to 7 a.m. You are tuned to the Saturday Morning Outdoors with Don Dubuque radio network why why if you why? have t-mobile 5g home internet you might be hearing this why a lot why every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours why why because your network gives priority to cell phone users why, why? good question why not switch to cox internet with two times faster download speeds than t-mobile 5g home internet during peak hours okay stop the whys and visit cox.com 5g home for details t-mobile prioritizes certain t-mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's start off with some fishing info from St. Bernard Parish. And to do that, we go to a real hot spot. I mean that both figuratively and literally. It's Shell Beach down in uh, Campo Land. It's Campos Marina. Robbie joins us now. Hey, Robbie, good morning. Another hot one ahead. And, boy, it doesn't look like we're going to have much breeze today. That's good in one way, but bad in another. Yeah, Don, uh, you're right. It's, it, uh, it's hot in both in both aspects. The fishing's been hot, man. Um, yesterday, after I, I spoke with you uh, yesterday, uh, man, I saw some really, really, really good catches come in, uh, getting cleaned on our table yesterday by the long rocks and the short rocks. Um, I, I guess these guys are catching these fish in this channel over here. That water might be a little bit cooler over there but off the edge of those rocks. But I tell you, I saw some really, really good catches, and I'm sure it's going to look like a parking lot out there today. Uh, stay hydrated. Um, seeing some redfish caught over here on the west shoreline of Lake Barn and the eastern shoreline of Lake Barn, which some we haven't seen in quite a while, but we're starting to see some redfish caught right there now. Um, and I think <clears throat> with the wind direction that we had this morning, I think you'll be able to fish from Proctor's Point all the way to by Biloxi with no problem uh, if you want to go fishing redfish this morning. Um, with that said, we have, we have uh, you know, Every year around this time, the white trout show up, and, man, they just they, they hit with full force. 
uh, these guys are getting them on these uh, shad rigs, that, you know, a double rig with two at a time out there. And Lake Anastasia over the oyster reefs going into Christmas Camp Lake. Any oyster reef that you're going to fish on, you're going to you're going to experience, you know, white trout. And I know a lot of people turn their nose up at them, but you know, look, I, I like them. I think they, I think you know, if you mix them up, most people couldn't tell a difference. Don, I tell you the truth, but uh, they say they can, but I guarantee you they couldn't. But anyway, <clears throat> with that said, it's a hot one. It's a scorcher. Have your sports drinks and and everything, and stay well hydrated today. I'm, I know I'm soaking wet over here while I'm talking to you. We've been we've been at it since four o'clock this morning. Uh, it's been it's been you know the line has been long and it's been busy. And uh, so if you're coming down and you're coming to St. Bernard Parish, up the left at the bridge and come on down and see us campos. And remember, we are a official Starway station um, weigh-in station over here. So if you catch that star fish or you got a starfish you want to weigh in whether it be a mango snapper red snapper or if you get the tag redfish or whatever um or you got a big old trout just bring it on over and we'll weigh it up for you well i'm looking at the results of the weigh stations and uh, i think you're probably one of the leaders you got the number one and two uh and three speckled trout for the east zone has been weighed in at your marina uh, you've also got uh, the the red snapper number one, a big twenty seven point two five. You got the number two uh, mangrove snapper, and I think Actually, you had a I got the number one now because it's going to be updated Wednesday, Don. Uh, we got we weighed in we weighed in a uh, um, uh, mangrove uh, that was I can't remember the exact weight on it, but um, uh, Sam Hopper uh, sent me a text said he's number one, so <laughs> my, my buddy. A friend of mine caught it, and he, he, it's 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 going to be uh, updated this week here. So, but yeah, we got the number one and number two mango snapper. Yeah, that number uh, one was eleven point seven five, and then the number two, which, which will probably move down to third, was weighed at your place. That was John Brent. He had an eleven point two nine, and then you also had uh, the second place in the fly division. Uh, Alex Bean caught a one five nine speckled trout. That was weighed in at your place. And then you had that pinfish that was weighed in, and I checked it out on our records. And it, if, he, yep. if, he do, if he does everything right, uh, it's going to be a new number one. Number The, new, the yeah. number one was a 1.25. So he kind of yep. blows that away with the 133. 133, and it was on a CCA official scale. So uh, I, I could vouch for that. I've seen it. I, I even have a picture of it. All right, well, here's what's got to be done, and it's a good time for me to read this out because everybody will get it because we lost so many records because people don't take the time and do the proper procedure. I hope he froze that fish because in order to be a number one, it's got to be physically examined by a biologist, either from the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries or a fisheries biologist from a local college or a university. So they got to examine it to make sure – that it is the species that it's, it is. Now, if it's number two through ten, you can actually use a photograph. But for number ones, they want it to be inspected. Then there's a form to fill out. You get it from our Louisiana Outdoor Writer Association. You can download it from our website. You can see all the records. I tell you what, there's some pretty amazing fish records there. You, when you go through that, you're amazed at the size of some of these fish. And it's a $25 uh, check to go with the application that covers the verification expenses and then we keep the records for number one through ten and you get a certificate from us and then we we pick a fish of the year and we present it at our convention in fact uh, i just turned my vote in 
We do one for the number one fly fish and the number one rod and reel catch, and we honor those people and give them trophies for the fish of the year. So anyway, that's kind of the story on uh, how to get an official record in Louisiana. In most states, almost, in fact, I think every other state except Louisiana, the state agency, like their Department of Wildlife, handles it, but it's our, our Writers Association that handles it here in Louisiana. We are the official curators for the state record. So tell Ray, if he goes through the proper procedures with all that, he's got a number one for now. For now. For now, yeah. But he's gonna do he's gonna do the right thing. We got the fish loads. So he's uh I mean, you know, we 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 did the first steps of this whole procedure is done the right way so far. Now I'm sure he's gonna go, you know, take take time and do the right thing and, and get it all because he he was really excited about it. So yep. we'll see. Well, I'm sure you've yep. got a biologist that pops in down there, you know, doing uh, surveys and stuff with some of your fishermen. So you probably know one that, that's close by. That, and they have some over there out of that New Orleans lakefront office, too, that can uh, stop over there. He can bring it to them so they can examine it. But uh, congratulations absolutely. to Ray Hudson. Nice catch. Yep, Where did he, When did he catch it on? Did he say it? Was it a shrimp? You know, I, I didn't I didn't get what kind of bait they were using. Um, I, I, I could not tell you. I, I I don't know. I'd have to call him and ask him. I really don't know. I tell you, but nevertheless, freak- it was caught. Yeah, it's a freaky-looking fish. Most of the pinfish I've dealt with are small enough to put on a hook and use them for big speckled trout bait. They're pretty good for that. But uh, that one there, that, that fish could be filleted and eaten. He's, he's, he's very unusual. Yeah, so. he was he was quite a fish. I ain't going to lie to you. And, you know, to see everybody said, well, what's so special about a 133 pinfish? You just don't realize how big a 1.33-pound <laughs> redfish, I mean, a uh, pinfish is until you actually see one. I have Excellent. never in my life seen one that big. So Yeah, and it, you've it seen was, a lot of fish. It was pretty impressive to see. You've yeah, had a absolutely. lot of fish come over your, your, your docks and on the table over the years. Well, Robbie, have a happy 4th yep. of July, and uh, take care of all the fishermen, and we'll talk to you next week, my friend. Yes, sir. Talk to you next Saturday. Bye-bye. All right, Robbie Campo, uh, fisherman's friend down there at Campo's Marina. All right, we come back and we get to some of your text messages. You want to shoot us one? It's 504-260-1870. What you doing? What you got going on? Where are you? And uh, if you got a fishing report for our listeners, we'd love to get it from you. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, we're getting some uh, text messages in from some of our regular listeners and some of our new-timers. We welcome all of you. We've got Urson is going fishing in Grand Isle. He's going to meet up with old Greg Guillory, also known as the Speckled Trout Smasher. You guys uh, have a good time down there on the island. And let's see, we've got the worm. He says it's so hot, the shrimp are boiling in the bayou. Uh, It seems like it. And uh, our friend Wingbone over in Wilmer, Alabama, reminding everyone to be safe out on the water. And uh, we were talking about what is shared by Alabama and Louisiana. I'm going to explain that. But David Hubble says he thought it was him because uh, he's kind of a Louisiana-Alabama crossover transplant kind of guy, like I am. Anyway, let me tell you about that story. Uh, Alabama just released its, its turkey harvest data. And it's looking real good. Uh, they, they had 2,500 more birds doing this season than last season. But like Louisiana, uh, they've got a problem in getting the accurate numbers. Because what happens, the way that both Louisiana and Alabama and probably other states that have validation tags for turkeys, the way they do it is they get the validated tags in, which in theory is 100% accurate. If everybody did what they were supposed to and tagged every bird that was killed, 
they would have an exact count of what the harvest was for each year. Well, they do that. They take the validation and they get all the tag information. That's reported kills that are validated. And then they also send out a hunter survey. And they ask the hunters, how many turkeys did you kill this season? What were they? Were they jakes or mature gobblers? Well, both states have a wide range of variation. Uh, Alabama had validated turkey kills of 18,122 birds. But the survey showed that there was 55% more than that. Louisiana is similar. Uh, Our validations for the last year, we have the records. It takes a while to accumulate, so this would be 2022, was 9,100. But 50% of the ones said on the survey, well, 50% more, only half. So, you know, it's hard for a a turkey manager to regulate uh, and manage a species when you've got such poor uh, compliance. You know, in, in Alabama, it's 45%, according to the survey, of the those people who actually validated and used tags. In Louisiana, it's about 50%. So, you know, so, somebody's lying there. Either the people on the survey are overstating their kill, or the people, those people, are not turning in the tags and not tagging the birds that they kill. So which is it? Anyway, I, I don't know. Maybe they take a, a median average between the two. But uh, I've never seen uh, data so widely varied as what the survey reports and what is actually validated tags. So anyway, Alabama and Louisiana, we both share that. Speaking of Alabama, they wanted me to make sure everybody fishing uh, the Alabama waters, all those of you who fish that Orange Beach area especially, uh, Red Snapper, it's open and uh, they, I tell you, they, they're going to have a tough time. They are about 60% of their quota as of June 26th. They only had 591,000 pounds. They've got 361 and some change. So they're well over halfway. I'd say close to 60% reaching their, their quota. And then the season shuts down. Now, they're trying to get it extended. Uh, they've, you know, arguing with NOAA about, what it really should be, so we'll see how that turns out. Louisiana, much better shape. Uh, we fish snapper seven days a week now. Our limit is three per person. Theirs is two. Both states have a 16-inch minimum. Uh, we have reached about 15, only 15% of our quota. We got nearly a million pounds, 934,837 snappers, which allowed for Louisiana's recreational fishermen. Through June 18th, and, and these Numbers run a little bit behind because it takes a while to get the information and, and process it. Uh, we were at 141 and some change, so we're only about 15% of the way, and uh, we're you know well into summer now, so uh, I'm sure the next few days and the rest of this month with these weather conditions, uh, the, the snapper uh, catches will go up, and it'll reduce the amount that we have left to fish, but it looks like we're going to go probably – uh, and through the whole star rodeo, I think snapper will be there. They won't have to end the category soon and possibly go into the fall with, with those kind of numbers. Anyway, well, that's the story on red snapper. Go get you some. I had a good trip with Chris Moran, went down out of Fushan, and it wasn't a question of whether we were going to limit out. It was how quickly and how big we were going to keep the fish. All right, we come back, uh, get to some more of your text messages. Shoot us one, 504 260 
And we're also going to tell you about a very important Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting held in Baton Rouge this Thursday. You might want to participate. Back with that right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, uh, checking in on our text messages. Let's see, we've got uh, Jay Bull checking in, looking for some nice reds in the Wrigley's. Congratulations to T on a new baby. Won't be long before she's in the duck blind with us. Uh, they're going to try floundering and pass Christiane in a few weeks. Uh, any tips? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll send you some because uh, it's a little lengthy, but I'm going to give you some instruction on almost a uh, – a slam dunk to get those those flounders in Mississippi. Uh, in fact, you can go to our, our Bayou Wild TV website and look up the flat the flatfish frenzy, and you'll get some really good tips and information there. But I'll also send you some stuff too. All right, uh, that's Jay Bull, one of our regular listeners. And let's see, we have uh, who is it? Well, Wingbone checking in. And also um, the backstrap stacker from Mobile, they're wishing everyone a great long weekend. Reminder, the Marine Police are out in force around Orange Beach. There's lots of amateurs on the water this weekend. That's correct. And uh, let's see, we've got, um, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about the Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting. We're going to do that right after this quick 10-second pause to let our local stations identify themselves on the outdoors with Don Dubuque. Radio Network. This coming Thursday, July 6th at 9.30 a.m., the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission will meet at the headquarters on Quail Drive in Baton Rouge. Um, For those of you not that familiar with it, the the commission is the policy-making board that serves at the pleasure of the governor. In other words, the governor appoints them. They're not elected. Uh, They come from varied occupations and backgrounds and different areas of the state. And their job is to take information given to them by the department employees, the biologists and the the people that accumulate the data, and set regulations for fish and wildlife in Louisiana. And, of course, they get input from you, the public, so that is your process to uh, have the people have some input and determine uh, some of the, of course, with the blessing of the department, the biologists, and within reason. And there's three. There's actually f- about 14 items they're going to cover in the agenda, and you can attend these meetings. They're open to the public, but the easiest way to do it is they do a live audio-video broadcast, and it's on Zoom. So uh, if you go to their, their website, Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, you'll find that, and you can uh, watch the meeting from your laptop or your iPhone or your desktop computer. Uh, one of the items will be to consider an amendment to the speckled trout notice of intent to modify the size and bag limits. We've been talking about this for two years now. They've determined that the speckled trout population uh, is not where it needs to be, and they need to reduce the harvest in order to uh, restore safe breeding populations of speckled trout. There's a lot of ways to do it. Uh, You can uh, cut the limit. You can uh, put a slot limit in there. You can reduce the the top end on how many of the, the big female spawners you can keep. You can increase the minimum size. There's just a lot of scenarios. They came up with one. The legislature shot it down. So they're going back to the drawing board, and they're going to make a presentation on new regulations for speckled trout uh, this Thursday. So you might want to be in on that. At the same time, one of the other items, they're going to talk about modifying redfish size and bag limits. Uh, This will be a notice of intent, which is different. Uh, It's got a, a waiting period, and there's a comment period for the public 
to comment on it. They could actually set the speckled trout new regulations, but the redfish, you're probably looking at the end of the year, maybe even into 2024 before any changes there. Uh, David Cresson, a lot of you have heard on this program, he's the director of the Louisiana Conservation Association, the largest conservation organization of its of its kind. It's a, a Louisiana chapter. It's got many states. And he put what he thinks they're going to recommend. On the speckled trout, he believes it'll be 15 per person, from down from 25. Keep the 12-inch minimum, which has been a bone of contention about that minimum size, where that should be. Uh, you would be allowed to keep two speckled trout over the 19-inch. I guess that would be considered your trophy trout. Uh, the guides, professional charter fishermen, they would not be able to keep their limit and add it to the boat's limit with the customers. Uh, that would be in place for three years. At the end of three years, they'll revisit it. It'll end. They can either renew that, reduce it more, or increase it. That, again, is coming from CCA. That's not from the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. We won't know that until Thursday. On the redfish, he believes, and I think this is definitely a slam dunk, uh, we will not be allowed to keep any redfish over 27 inches. I, I think those days of keeping bull reds are gone. Those are the spawning stocks. As of now, you've been able to keep one. Uh, there's really no reason to keep them. They're not very good eating. Uh, to get them mounted as a trophy, all you need is a picture and measurements and a fiberglass reproduction. Any taxidermist will do that for you. He believes that is going to go away and reduce the limit from five fish per day to four. The slot size right now, you've got to catch a redfish between 16 and 27. He believes that will be dropped between 17 and 25. So it's uh, keeping smaller fish on the top end, but keeping a little bigger fish on the bottom end. And like the speckled trout issue, guides will not be able to keep their limit with the trip. And uh, you're probably looking down the road, this is going to be hashed out and redone for many, many months to come. We're kind of just getting started on the reds, and hopefully we're getting to the end of the speckled trout. Uh, one other important issue, uh, they're going to talk about establishing a permit to go bow fishing. And that, of course, it's, yeah, it's going to make a little money, but what it will do, it'll give us some numbers and a way to contact these people and get surveys and find out, because a lot of people argue that they are the reason the redfish population is down. I don't believe that. The number of redfish that are caught when people are bow fishing compared to rod and reel doesn't even come close. There's just so many more people with rods and reels. And as far as shooting undersized or oversized, yeah, that probably happens. Uh, those guys are very good at, at judging, and if there's any question, you just don't shoot at a, a small fish. But the number of redfish that uh, you have to dig the hooks out of the gullet and they bleed and been out of the water by the number of rod and reel fishermen, again, not even close. But I think it's a good idea to do that permitting. And I would also like to see them uh, ban bow fishing at night during the waterfowl season. You know, that's going to be, we usually get 60 days. It could be 45 or 30, but that's a short time. But uh, out in an airboat in duck ponds at night uh, is not conducive to duck hunting. All right, so that's the Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting. I'll be Zooming it. Maybe you will, too, and uh, next week we'll have the results of what goes on. When we come back after this, we're going to be joined by Captain Kirk. He's out there somewhere around the Hackberry area. He's got a fishing report for you. He's back with it right after we pause three minutes for this 
commercial break, which uh, pays the bills here to give you a free Outdoors with Don Dubuque radio network. And it's time to get a report from our friend out towards the west. I'm talking about Captain Kirk Stancil over at Hackberry Rod and Gun. He joins us now. And, Kirk, there's a rumor going around. Somebody wanted to know, is there a cold front expected this weekend in, in Hackberry? <laughs> no, the warm front's here. <laughs> <laughs> Very warm, huh? Boy, it's been Very a hot summer. Very warm. Ooh, it has been, you know, and uh, I hear people all the time, man, I don't remember it being this hot. I can sure remember it. <laughs> <laughs> it it's summertime. It's supposed to be like this down here. That's right. It's called climate change. It changes from spring to summer and then the fall. Uh, it's been dry That's over right. there, too? Have y'all gotten much rain? Yes. No rain. We're real dry. Yeah. Really dry, and we need some. And we have some in the forecast coming up this week. I sure hope we get it. Uh, I got some uh, bad news for Grant Stansel. Who is Grant? How is he? I know he's related to you, but how? That's my grandson. Your grandson's number one pinfish is in jeopardy right now. There was a 1.33 that was caught uh, and weighed in over there at Shell Beach. I know Grant had the oh, number wow. one record. Yeah, he had a 125. Um, was that caught? I got different. One of these is a misprint. One place said it was Nelson Bayou, and the other said it was Kelso Bayou. It's Ke- Kelso Bayou. Kelso Bayou, okay. Yeah. yeah and, Kelso uh, Bayou on a jig head with a piece of shrimp on it, he called it. Well, maybe this is a new trend. We're going to start getting a new species to target, big pinfish. I mean, this <laughs> well, – i tell people, you what. <laughs> that's a big pinfish. That's a huge one. You know, I've seen them and used them for bait. No, I've never seen right, one more than right. about, you know – five or six inches and this thing when i saw it i couldn't believe it well this uh, one's yeah. even bigger but i guess that's it records are made to be broken that's uh, right. so they are well he held it for a while that's he good. did <laughs> he did well he just has to go back and catch a bigger one and get a spot back that's regain right. his regain that's his right. title that's all well listen uh where are some good spots to fish around there right now if you want speckle trout or reds or maybe some flounder lake Capuchu, anywhere you want to go west cove has been kind of slow uh, the 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 patterns starting to shift a little bit to so the summer patterns. It's it's been real hot. Our water temperature is up around ninety ninety one now, and uh, so these fish are moving closer to the ship channel. And but I mean, there's on the deep reefs, uh, all the artificial reefs are still holding fish if, if it's calm enough to get out there and fish. And uh, it uh, you know Grand Lambert Bayou have been holding fish over there. Uh, you know, of course that's deeper water. And it's it's been good. And see, our tides have been running really low. It's it's been years since I've seen tides run consistently this low all spring and summer. Well, the good thing, I guess, that congregates the fish in the deeper water. So you got to go get them because yeah. the water temperatures are up, and there ain't as much water when the tide runs it out like that. Kirk, I That's saw a right. news report. Uh, there was a shark that was caught. I think it was up in uh, one of the lakes close to the interstate. And, and boy, it made all kind of big news. Then I saw the thing. It looked like one of those little bitty sand sharks that you catch on a pretty regular basis. (laughs) Oh, look, I I hear people hooking bull sharks up uh, Preanne Lake. Yeah, well, I think Uh, that's where this one was. uh, We we used to never, ever get sharks inland, ever. And, I mean, we're catching them now all the way up the river. uh, You know, I I guess that has to do with them deep in the ship channel, uh, all the erosion around the washout area. That's allowing more of that salt water to come in and bringing these sharks in. Plus, Absolutely. You know, the, the sharks have exploded in the surf. You know, the jet, you can't fish trout at the jetties hardly anymore because the sharks are so bad. Well, try fishing snapper with the way they are. It's even worse. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, they're talking about doing something and, and possibly increasing the, some kind of way the commercial catch or allowing recreational fishermen. You know, uh, some states allow you guys to keep bycatch and, and sell it. Uh, I don't know if, you know, you'd be interested in that. But, I mean, you know, all these fish that are usable that you throw back because they're considered uh, inedible or trash fish to recreational fishermen, uh, they actually pay them by the pound. You know, it's a little added wow. income. So it's yeah. healthy expenses. Yeah. I haven't heard that, but, uh, you know, that's something to look into if they, uh, if it's allowed. Yep. Well, Kirk, anything else happening over your way before we head out? Uh, no, it's just, uh, you know, not many redfish, just a few here and there, uh, mostly trout. But there's, uh, last week, you know, it was windy, it was tough, but these winds have eased off, and it's uh, the fishing picked up. We've had a real good uh, week so far this this week. It's been really good. Just uh, remember the heat precautions, you know. That's that's right. Good. They'll bring, drink care. plenty of water, uh, wear your sunscreen, wear a big hat, man. Nothing better than shade. There you go. Thanks, Kirk. Always appreciate it. Good talking to you. Give us that phone number if somebody wants to check out your availability for lodging and fishing. Okay. Uh, we're, it's toll-free from you, the guys in your area. It's uh, 888-762-3391. And Hackberry Rod and Gun, spell out and, dot com check out our live webcam you know where the guys dump their fish and take pictures and you can see what we're catching and we'll be talking teal pretty soon it's not pretty that far soon, off it won't be <laughs> can't wait thanks kirk see you next time all right all right don good talk to you all right captain kirk stancil one of the stancil boys out there at hackberry rod and gun what a beautiful place that is out there all right we'll come back after this get to some of you more of your text messages and daryl carpenter from grand isle What's happening on the island? He's got it for you right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And let's check in with Captain Darrell Carpenter, find out if he's on the water. Darrell, you out early this morning trying to beat the heat? Oh, no, we took this weekend off. Yeah, it's a busy week down there for sure. Lots of crowds. Yes, sir. And uh, it ought to be really good, Don. I mean, we started off. We started off this week a little bit on the ups and downs. I mean, we, we had a, a small tide range that was starting to grow. And then Thursday morning, we woke up to uh, a 29 north wind, you know, 15, 15 to 20 north wind. So that kicked most of the bay out. Uh, so between that, it was a little bit up and down during the middle of the week. But all of that changed yesterday. That, that north wind was a one-day event. And uh, we started getting our tide back. And yesterday, I don't know anybody that fished longer than about two hours yesterday. And that was all that was needed. And they were coming back with, you know, their limit, whether it be 75 or 100 trout. Uh, It just busted loose and was on fire. Uh, Thursday was just like we talked about the last couple weeks. Because of the north wind, we were all just kind of pushed to the beach. Either either go red fishing up in the marsh or hit the beach. And, Don, I just... I think with the erosion problems we're having, the salinity going up, there's just the beach hasn't produced this year, and I just, you know, those fish are not having to go to the beach. But yet yesterday on the interior marsh, all day long it was 18, 20 inch trout. So you know, I, I I don't know when and if that beach will turn on this year, but when you've got these good calm days and the water has stayed remarkably clear. But when you've got these good calm days, any oyster reef, any grass point, anything in that marsh is producing just amazing trout. Dowell, is it all specks or is it a mix of specks and white trout? Just in this past week, we've had a few small white trout starting to show up. And, of course, you've got your typical deep holes, you know, your palmetto bayous, your intersection that's on uh, the east-west canal that have deeper holes. 
that are full of white trout already. Now, most of them are fairly small still, but, I mean, the white trout showed up, what, last week or so? So uh, that's going to only increase as the summer goes on. But mostly right now it's all speckled trout. Uh, Daryl, uh, they're probably going to make some changes in the speckled trout limits uh, this Thursday at the Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting. Uh, people all over the coast have been having a, an excellent speckled trout season. Do you think their attitudes have changed that maybe we don't need to change the regulations or is this just a, a, this is just a temporary boom on speckled trout that it really does need to be reduced? What's the, the feeling down there in Grand Isle? Uh, the feeling, you know, we had micro meetings on this several weeks ago when, when, when the Wildlife and Fisheries Commission started that user group meetings. The general feeling on Grand Isle is, they want to try something that that reduces it a little bit. They they feel like the effort has increased tremendously. Uh, they feel like some of the catches are still down, even though we're having a boom right now. Uh, so, as a whole, the guides on Grand Isle want to see somewhat of a reduction. What about the part about the, you guys not being able to keep your limit? That's a major point of contention. I mean, uh, you know, as part of the guide process, you have to have a, a, a fishing license, a regular fishing license. And you've got some of them even questioning the constitutionality of that as to whether or not they can force you to buy a fishing license, but then tell you you can't use it. But, uh, you know, I mean, in general, most of us practice, you know, we only take our customers' limits or, or if we're in a flurry, we may go a few over. But you've got a few, you know, you've got a few hardcore folks that, they don't care how many people they got on the boat. They're going to catch their extra 25, and that's what brings the public perception on. And, and you know, the, the majority of the guys feel like that public perception would be well changed if, if we didn't keep it, you know. But yeah, like I, I, think said, it's, got, I think it's the, I think it's more perception than reality. The data shows that the guide catches are only 1% of the total catch. But perception-wise, well, yes, I think it, I think it would certainly put a lot of people at ease and and, and calm them about management by because the impression is that you guys are just wearing the fish out and taking. Well, what, what does a guy do? What does a guy do when he has a good day? He blasts it all over social media, and social media runs the That's world. Promotion, now. sure. Yeah, they don't see the bad days that we have, you know, or the average <laughs> right. days that we have. And they yeah. think this takes place two and three times a day. Yeah. Darrell, we got to wrap it up. Always a pleasure talking with you. And, uh, you know, give out your phone number if you can real quick. Well, they can find me on your website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, RealScreamers.com, or pick up the phone, 225-937-6288. All right, my friend. Enjoy your 4th of July holiday, and we'll catch up with you next time. We're going to watch this one from the sidelines with a cold toddy in our hand. <laughs> Good idea. All right, we will be back with our number two right after this of the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.